Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. I hope you're having a good night. The view here on my camera is terrible. We're on live stream. Uh, we're under uh, very struggleless uh, circumstances, uh, but we are connected and we're doing the show. Uh, <laughs> and we're here on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can find us anywhere live streams are available or continue to listen as a podcast and uh wherever you find us we need you to like click subscribe interact share click on buttons anything you can do to spread this mess across the u.s we would truly be blessed by uh your interaction online uh and we'll continue to, to work forward uh to create a, you know, a better place for working people everywhere, uh, a time to kick back, relax uh, for all of us that are doing most of the work. Uh, that's why we're here. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We're the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing this for 10 years now. We've got in the can and, uh, you know, ready to get back out there. We spent a lot of time doing live stuff and looking like there's going to be more interactions on the horizon. Uh, I've been talking to Shanna more closely about a, a Lonnie, Lonnie family reunion next year in 2022. So the future is bright, um, but I forgot my shades. You for, well, you can't wear shades when you're sitting in the house. You you're can't. not like it. That's you're the not best like place to do it. You're not like the cool guy in an 80s movie. You know, I mean, no. I know you want to be that. I'm just the coolest guy in my house. Yeah, I mean, me too. But that says nothing, really, when you think about it, because we're the only guys in our house. Sure. So that that would be the that that means that I rest on my laurels. I like easy wins. I celebrate things that I don't have to work for. True, true. That's good. I mean, that's the way to be, right? That's how socialists act anyway, you know. They get things they didn't earn it. You didn't earn that. Okay? So how you doing? How's everything going today? Um, I am uh, definitely going through it uh real hard. Uh, my internet situation has been a complete debacle, uh, but we did make a lot more headway today. Um, it's been a month. I haven't had internet. Everything's behind. I haven't answered shit. And honestly, my, my thumb hurts from being on my phone all day, from trying to keep contact with like important people and answer the emails and do the stuff. My fucking thumb hurts at this point uh, because I cannot get a stable fucking internet connection. Yeah, it sucks. I hate when I mean my internet's the one that sucks tonight though. You're you're looking great over here on this well, side. You should have heard today. So what happened? I, I don't know how much I don't remember how much I've said. I, I had an appointment. It got canceled because they couldn't get down below. I had another appointment. They canceled it because they couldn't get to the neighbors down below. Then somebody came over. They told me that my internet was completely foobar. Everything was fucked up. They climbed into the attic addicts said it was the worst situation they've ever seen they were going to have a supervisor call me a supervisor never called me so i ended up signing on to a chat to try to get a chat thing um <laughs> i couldn't pay attention to the chat long enough i started doing the chat 
to get a new appointment and just kept getting like very much uh, enamored with other things. I just, I could not pay attention to the chat long enough. And when I went back, she was just like, sir, you've not responded within this amount of time. So I have to disconnect. Uh, so that was on me. That definitely was on me. I mean, the live chat is do not do live chat. It goes nowhere. Like it's just going to make you matter. It's no, no problems were ever solved on live chat. Agreed. Agreed. I, I mean, I can do it, but I do. I also get frustrated when it takes a long time for them to answer. But the thing is like, the thing that people don't know about the live chat, or they might actually know about the live chat, is that these that they're they're taking like seven chats at the same time, sometimes yeah. more. I think we had a guy call in one time that said he was doing 20 at a time. It's just it's an unrealistic like amount. Like they're like, I want you to make every customer happy. And I don't want you to leave them hanging, but I also want you to answer 20 chats. And yep, then you're yep. like, there's no way to do that. That's an yep. impossible job. Impossible. So here's what happened. I, I did call them after my COVID. I called them after my COVID uh, vaccine and the lady said I sounded so miserable. She gave me a credit on the account. Um, this time around, what happened is I called on the phone and was talking to somebody and I was like, ex I basically just blurted out everything that had happened with my account. And she was like, sir, I understand. I don't want to waste any more of your time. My supervisor is with me right now. We're going to put you on hold for an extended period of time so that we can notate the account and do things. So I was on hold for like 10 minutes maybe. And I did, I, all of a sudden I forgot I was on hold and I just started talking to Charlotte and I was like, you know what? this wow internet is just everybody says it's the best, but like I'm fucking don't want to do business with them anymore. I just can't see why I would do any business with people that makes this much of my life a headache. Like they, they're like, and I was telling Charlotte all this stuff, like how I feel very bad <laughs> about how much I hate the internet company. And that I also want to like be respected and not be treated this fucking poorly. You know, I was very pissed off that they sent me a fucking bill and I haven't had stable, stable internet. Like, I'm not going to pay that first bill. I'll go to collections for that. Um, if they want to try to fucking fight me, I have everything to lose and I don't give a shit about shit. So uh, well, certainly we can do over. a blood, we can do a blood feud on this, but like, I'm not paying that first bill for sure because they've only made my life motherfucking miserable. And I was just telling that to my daughter and I was on this super long tirade. And then the lady on the other line was like, uh, sir, we're still connected on the line, uh, with, uh, wow. Internet here. We are working on your account though. That's what she said. Uh, like, they heard you. You were. Oh yeah, mute. they heard. Good. Well, fuck it. They heard you every know? goddamn word of it. And so today, so the today the guy comes out, and I, I mean, I honestly would love to just punch the wall. I'm not there anymore, and I, I I'm not that crazy. Um, the guy shows up. He does like some rudimentary ass, like plug shit in, unplug, try a new modem thing, and he's like. Yeah, your internet is super fucked up. And I was like, I know. I called them and told the internet is super fucked up. And he's like, I have to call a lead. And I was like, right. The last person said they had to call a lead. And he's like, so what's going to happen is within the next 48 hours, someone's going to call you and they're going to make a appointment for a lead. And I was just sitting on my couch and I was just like sighing super loud, like just audibly was just like, 
I, this is ruining my fucking time. And he ended up seeing in a box in one of my spare rooms that I had a blood bowl board game. It's this okay. like, it, it's a Warhammer board game. So think of, think of like the eighties, think of like tabletop board games. You buy little like pewter, uh, little pewter figurines and then you paint them to be like your own custom army well they were used it for like orcs and and elves and shit fighting there was a break off that turned it into football like american football became like a big part of warhammer and blood bowl uh which is a fun game and i still play it and i had it at my house so then he was like blood bowl i haven't seen that in a while and i was like oh yeah well i play it you know on steam they have a digital version and he was like man i can't do the digital thing i gotta have the real pieces and i was like oh yeah what do you mean and then he starts pulling his phone out and he starts showing me all these miniatures that he's painted he's telling me all about like these box sets of like wyverns and dark elves and and fucking reptile people and he's showing me all these pictures and then he goes outside and he's like i'm gonna call he goes outside after we we talk about all that stuff and he's just like yeah i'm gonna go outside i'm gonna see what i can do i'm gonna call somebody if i can and he got a lead guy to come out today which was like a super hookup and i i think it was only because i had blood bowl at my house that i got that treatment so that is like that is it that's like a nerd. Yeah, that's like nerd privilege. Yeah, a couple of nerd buddies just just having a good conversation with yeah, each other. See, just talking I, about, you know, how you mix your paints down, what kind of moss and grass you like to put on your bases and stuff like that. What kind you of clear, clear coats? Huh? You don't paint those things, do you? Oh, I used to paint all the time. I haven't done it in ages, but I spent a good amount of my time painting miniatures. Yeah, it's really relaxing. And like he was talking about doing it through quarantine, how he could just go sit in his paint room for a few hours and like make these little creatures because he was like he had a he was doing the he was doing the nostalgia thing. So when he was a kid in the 80s, he was playing this stuff and there was older kids that had these really cool miniatures and they would beat the shit out of him because they had the best miniatures or the most money and they were older kids. So he went back and bought like all the stuff he wanted was from a kid and has been spent all quarantine painting it. And uh, it was like a good story. And I, I used to paint, I, I love painting miniatures. If somebody would really invited me to, to paint a paint party, I would absolutely do it. I, I am, I'm drawn into crafts so fucking easily. Like I, I do not need, need much convincing to spend a few hours like delicately making something look cool or good. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So when I'm getting this, when I'm all getting this too, sorry, this is the internet saga, but this has really ruined my fucking life. I haven't, I mean, for, for a month now. Uh, so the lead tech comes over and all he has like the worst mood of anybody so far. He's just like super mad he like my the the guy is up on my balcony and he's he's talking to the guy and all I hear is him say, "Oh, this is all fucking RJ11 anyways." You know, this is wow, man. Yeah, you know, this is fucking wow in an apartment. They put the worst dog shit. This is all dog shit. He was just he called everything dog shit. And yeah. I was like, that seemed unprofessional in a like I appreciated it, but I was like, "Hey, I'm here." You know, in a way like aren't you supposed to to pretend that like you're doing the best service, but they were contractors and uh, they came in the house and they like replaced all these screws on the, on the inside of the house. And he was just like, 
the the guy was like, well, are you, what are you going to do there? And he's like, I got to fucking replace it. He's like, it's dog shit. He's it's, he's like, this is all fucked up. Everything here is, is, and he was so mad at my cable situation. He was so fucking annoyed. He hated that. Like he had to come out here and do this because my situation was so fucking much of a hazard. He was just like, it was so weird to have like a service person in my house and just, just, just roasting the shit out of my internet. The same way that I felt he validated all of my feelings, basically. Like he was just, he was spitting on the ground, disgusted at my internet (laughs) setup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, it looks like I, it sounds like there's some pretty fucked up shit going on. My chances are it's either another company uh, was in there dicking around with stuff or uh, one of the other residents was trying to steal cable and fucked everything up. That's the two ways it happens in an apartment. But my thing that makes me fucking crazy about this is that they could have just run the internet up into your fucking place and been done with it from the box if it's right underneath your back porch. So, you know, that's no. just an expert. That's an old salty dog like me. You're a company man. going on? You were a company man. These are all contractors. That's true. They got to hurry up and get the fuck out of there and shit. That, I, okay. That's what they basically told me that I was, a, they were like, um, I'm an inside guy. That's an outside guy. And uh, so we also have to file a special attention ticket now. So that, oh. you know. Yeah, you, this is out of the norm. So we're going to assign somebody a, a 90 minute block to come here and do what you said, rewire the house to the box. Because okay. like like you said, that's what they basically the guy left and he was like, uh, the other cable company or somebody else tapped into this fucking line with cable that was not made for the line and they fucked up everything. Ah, well, I got some good news for me. I'm getting fiber to my house. No, fuck not you. just not just the shit and fiber, fiber to the house. It's gonna be vast. I like that. So I'm really happy for that. Plus, they came with HBO Max for free, so I can cancel that. It's just I had a big good cable week. Other than uh Katie was like, you can't have them come here while I'm working. And then I realized I could have, but I just, I'll, I can wait till next Friday. No big deal at all. But yeah, I'm getting the real good shit. Thousand, the whatever the thousand is. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do some like real petty shit to you that you won't even know about. Yeah. Well, you're welcome to come over here and use my internet anytime, buddy. This is, this, this is fine. This is fine. I can make do. I, I have okay. a whole I have a whole team working on it and cussing at it. So we'll see where we get. <laughs> I just uh, uh, looked over at Twitter right when this show was starting, Brett. Uh-huh. And um, one of the trending topics, I just hit myself in the face with my uh, mic and I think I'm bleeding. But um, oh, Gigi Allen shit. Yeah, I was looking at the trending topics, and this news story was a trending topic. I just want to read it to you real quick, dude, because it's pretty funny. Uh, Listen to this headline, dude. Spotted. Socialist AOC's Tesla parked illegally outside Whole Foods in posh D.C. neighborhood. Tight. (laughs) Like, But the way he posted it, Brett, 
was breaking exclusive that AOC parked her car illegally outside of a Whole Food so that she could probably run in and grab something and then leave. Yeah, it's unforgivable. Yeah, and that you and know I, we all we all go to Whole Foods and we all know that we're paying too much money, and uh, we all know that we're living on the backs of everyone else, and that's what funds our lifestyle. But some people are simply too piggish about it, and this AOC has to be stopped. Right. Um, it's funny though to even it's a, he he tweeted breaking exclusive. Multiple sources confirm AOC owns a Tesla, parked it illegally in front of the Whole Foods connected to her luxury apartment building. This is the same thing when they were like, Bernie Sanders didn't pay his rent before and had to go to court. And it's like, we love him. We love him. We love her more. She straight up just like, she just pulled a jack. She just pulled up, slammed the parking brake, ran into Whole Foods. Everybody was like, oh my goodness, who's going to do something about this? And some people crossed their arms real sternly and were like, you know, this is just unacceptable. We're, we're a community here. We're not just a simple stop and shop. We have more going on here. And then she runs back in, dives in with her bananas and takes off and has like a big gap to smile for everybody to be jealous of. Yeah, they're also mad because she uh, drives a Tesla, which is like, do you not understand that like she's in Congress? They make enough money to drive a Tesla, dude. You know, I might drive a Tesla if I really, I I mean, if I had a bunch of fucking money, maybe. Well, I don't see why not. Other than it can like f- go up in flames and never stop burning out until it's like embers on the ground. Sure. Um, yeah, uh, you're right. Also, I mean, like a BMW does seem ostentatious. Yeah, I mean a Tesla is ostentatious, True. but it's kind because it's a sports car. It's like it's like a status symbol car. I mean, maybe I would rather have a Porsche or something but yeah, uh that's a fake forces is for fake ass motherfuckers i realized that when i went to the track this weekend is that's for people that can't drive or don't drive they got too much goddamn money porsche is such a fucking that's a thumbs down from me like i just hate the whole brand the whole thing is just fakers yeah well i'm a faker though yeah no, so, it's perfect for you no i think it's right on for you i'd probably roll coal or something if i had a bunch of money that's where i would be you don't feel you feel bad about the environment though don't you a little bit yeah i would roll cold that's how i say the tesla truck though the tesla no trucks are awful man trucks are fucking horrible nobody should drive a fucking truck pickup i want to drive a pickup truck dude no yeah i do um here so let's move into this piece I think this is good for us. This is a very, very street fight type story. Um, and I think it's a little bit long, but New York Times Magazine did a piece called What We Spent in a Month. Six American families opened their doors and their wallets to show us how much life costs. Oof. So I thought we'd look and see how much life costs, Brett. Wow. When was this? This was recent. This is from today, I believe. Um, what do you think you spend a month just out of curiosity? Like, where do you think you're at with what you spend a month? 100% of what I get paid. 
I agree. I do spend <laughs> yeah. that Actually, honestly, 110% because I think I'm going to be doing better in the future. So I kind of bet on that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I spend, so I would say that the number, if I had for everything, the whole life, the whole life, like where are you at for the month? This is just not asking your salary. Not really. I mean, it, I guess like for you, it might be right now because you're the only person making money in the house. For me, it is not my salary. I don't spend my whole salary. Well, I spend my whole salary. What I'm saying is that I probably spend 250. I probably spend like close to $3,000 a month is my guess. Maybe. And then some of the other stuff later on in that period, that really is wasting money that I don't really have to spend anything above that. It's and so I spend it all. Up. I yeah, spend yeah. every bit of it every month. But let's take a look at this and see the Desper and Bibis family. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those are some good names. Where the Despers and the Bibis. <laughs> <laughs> the Bibis. They're in Lancaster, PA, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, there's some Bibis ass shit out there. Yeah, they got a bunch of Despers and Bibises. <laughs> Despers and Bibis. Desper. Oh. I'm the Despers and the Bibises. I would uh, I sounds they, like a Despers is a cautionary tale not to be a Desper. Yeah. This sounds their number sounds so big, Brett. Let's get it. This is why I wanted to do this story. I'm gonna give you their number right now. Do you have any, like, where would you put a ballpark for, like, a family? Eh, I mean, a family I'll, 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 in Pennsylvania? Wait, what's their careers and shit? Uh, they've been together for a little We haven't gotten married. Aaron owes back child support. What? Wanna, okay, I'll read you a little bit. Paula, we've been together 11 years. The reason we haven't gotten married is because Aaron owes back child support. <laughs> I don't want him to try coming at me. <laughs> if you get married... <laughs> <laughs> so they uh uh let me see she met him on myspace and it looks like they have one kid okay and um do, 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 do. Uh, um she works for my mom passed september 30th 2020 from congestive heart flare failure no link to covid she wasn't taking her meds i have money from her life insurance i had to pay for her funeral but the rest is for emergency cash i wanted to remember my mom so i got a butterfly a snow flower and the date she died on and her initials in her ashes in the ink I already have I, three wolf. I already have three wolf tattoos. Oh, you're doing the most, honey. You did it. Like you honored <laughs> her. Holy, her spirit uh, is fully honored on your body. She goes into people's homes. Uh, I think she's like a home health aide. And I don't see what her husband does. They didn't explain what her husband does. We're talking about Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, and yeah so they don't say the jobs though what their jobs are they didn't explain she said she makes dollars an hour okay doing what she works 75 hours a week for fucking at 13 dollars an hour Oof. so that is that is what she does i, I don't mean, know if bibis works or desper whichever one uh i don't know if the other one works it's really not saying whether he works so 
um, maybe there, maybe he doesn't work and he stays home with the kids. Is uh, what I can yeah. see because it's just as I've been staying home, Dad. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. So this is what they spent this month: seven thousand nine hundred and fifty-three dollars. No, no. It's like she's working. 75 hours a week at at $13 an hour seems like she doesn't really she shouldn't have to do that to me <laughs> so yeah, uh, crank it back I mean northern Pennsylvania Lancaster Pennsylvania you don't have to spend too much to get I mean uh, most people will just wear mossy oak and crocs and you don't have to do any sort of you have to do any sort of keeping up with the Joneses there. You could probably get a fucking million acres of land for $10 out there. So as you delve deeper into their situation, uh, their mortgage is $584, which well, is, <laughs> I mean, a dream, a dream, anything for that. Sounds like some hokey ass Gen X shit. <laughs> I don't know how you. Well, I guess we bought our house that, in 1995, and, the, and you know our mortgage is 671 a month. <laughs> Utilities 224 a month. What? This is crazy. So now we get to cell phone 344 a month. That makes sense to me because that's about what I pay a month. 177 a person. Yeah, I pay three. That's absurd. Five a month for my cell phone. I don't know how to get it down. That's for three people though. Out. They got a little yeah. ass baby. They're not paying for a full cell phone. That's for two people. Uh, their three. kids like eight or nine. It looks like you you should not be spending that much on a fucking kid's phone. Well, you you gotta get a kid a phone, man. That's just no, the way it is. not I got nine. One when she was like eight, I think. Uh, the next thing was credit cards. Now here's here's where the payment comes in, Brett. One thousand one hundred and thirty-four dollars. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> but you had big payment. Why? Yeah, you had. Yeah, you 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 uh, you had the money. Why would you put it on credit? Like you have so much extra money. You're paying five hundred dollars a month and making eighty-four thousand dollars a year. I or spending yeah. a spending eighty-four thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Cable and internet is two ninety, which is unnecessary. It's you crazy. don't have to pay that much. You got to cancel that TV, people. People, if you're within the sound of my voice, cancel the TV already. You don't need the TV, and you can get things much cheaper. Matter of fact, you can share with people with yeah with the streaming you can barter yeah. I mean, I pay for all of them, but I know a lot of people use my, our, a lot of our friends use my services. Yeah. So, you can always trade a Netflix for a Hulu. Oh, I would love that. But I, I, I think I'm, I'm the uh, guy that carries a health insurance, $55 life insurance, $67 what? home insurance, 132 uh, gas slash. They got a parking ticket that month. So they're looking at two thirty nine for that. Uh, groceries one thousand five hundred and fifty three dollars, which I think that's a I I spend. You spend too much. What? I believe you. You when we were talking about me living on my own and you were coming up with money for food, it was grossly over exaggerated. Well, two fifty. Uh, well, okay. Let's say two twenty. 
times four weeks a month, I spend 880 about a month. It, it always is 200 bucks. For it's always at least 200 bucks for us to get our groceries. Yeah. Yeah. It always is. I can never get under 200 bucks with the groceries. I don't even know what I do. That's so crazy. I've basically quit buying like expensive snacks and frozen stuff. All I buy is fucking nuts and fruit and oats. I don't know why it costs so much, but it never goes down. Energy bars cost a decent amount of money, but you know, I can't figure premium. out where I'm going wrong. I might have to maybe want to. Okay. I'm going to have Katie bring the receipts home this Sunday when she goes and I will take a picture of them and I will let you look through and tell me where I'm wrong because right. I really think I buy all the right stuff. I always think so. But then well, I also go to the store every day. Here's I got to tell you something too, man, is like trying to buy for that many people just creates an incredible amount of waste. Like it now does. I get, I get to buy, buy everything I like and the only the stuff I want to have. And it's so easy for me to eat. But when I was with Erica, like we would just all buy our own things and half of it would go bad and, and no one, you know, or you would just like, you could never convince the other person to eat your thing. And then it would just throw it away. And it's wasteful. Yeah. It is. It is. It's tough because everybody thinks they have something that they want. And then at some yep. point in the month, they just like Glenn, out. Glenn's ass will just be like, I, I, I love bagels. Go uh -huh. get me bagels. Every three days, we would go get her a dozen bagels or every three, four days, fresh bagels from the best bagel place in town. Just really good shit, right? We go get her that. And we did this for you you were around we did it for like six months and then out of nowhere she's like i hate bagels i don't ever want to eat another bagel which is very much a, a brian thing that is like a personality sure. trait with me where it's like i was i like really liked mumford and sons when they first came out <laughs> now i'm like fuck mumford and sons they fucking suck no bagels are more timeless than mumford and sons though <laughs> True. bagels That's you can true. never turn your back on you'll be back for bagels you're gonna be back for more bagels <laughs> try true. to give them up you can't restaurants 899 dollars oh there's your problem you're that spending a problem yeah that's a huge problem yeah it sounds like if you're spending fifteen hundred dollars on groceries and nine hundred dollars on restaurants there's some kind of waste going on somewhere in there and that's what i would fix i would fix that but this is the thing nobody teaches you how to run a house i know conservatives always make that argument brett where they say stuff like oh they don't teach you how to balance a checkbook in high school which they do they do actually teach you that i learned it and it's not even necessary now you don't if you write a check the only people who write checks are writing bad checks and that's me like i write checks sometimes there was um there actually was a class i took called independent living uh that taught you how to like balance your checkbook and how to make a budget and how to like do live independently um, but I believe they phased it out. <laughs> I remember them saying like they wanted to focus on STEM stuff more uh, to bring the numbers up. So they got rid of independent living. Right, right. Yeah. And they should really, I don't, I, I think something that 
we should try to work out as people is figuring out how to give teenagers a good idea of what life is going to be when they move out yeah that because you're like as a person who was a teenager i was wholly unprepared to move out when i was 18 and and i got kicked out at 19 but I, even then when i got out dude i was out for probably two years before i started to learn to cook for myself and yeah I, I, I used either microwave stuff or I just got fast food every day and, or I had somebody make my food for me, but I didn't even know how to like do anything. I didn't know how to do fucking anything. I didn't know what bills were going to come. I didn't know. I didn't know how bills worked at all. And they will let you, they will try to kind of teach you how to make a budget, but they always do it in a cute way where they need to just be like, your electric bill is going to be this. You're going to make this and you need to fucking figure out how to cover it every month. Yeah. That's how I learned it. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, they had a, somebody missing a tooth uh, or somebody got their tooth hurt. That was four seventy four for them. Clothing two twenty five. Uh, yeah. And then the rest of rentals, is one of them i don't know if they rent movies but uh, they spent 447 on that what do you, okay so, what like pontoon boats maybe or something or this is a this is i'm used to like those new york times ass budgets where they're like we only have ninety thousand dollars to put into annuity annuities are we proletariat scum uh this is really i i mean that's a big rental budget i don't yeah i don't rent what do I rent? And I don't rent a lot in my life like that to that degree. Yeah. They don't want ex the rentals. We got the Pac-Man table for the kids for Christmas for $47. They played it twice. There's no sense to be paying on something that they're not playing. So I can't really what? figure out what that means. That's <laughs> for kids activities and rentals. This is you absurd. This is some, this is absolutely fantasy. These people make $70,000 a year and they're like, well, what are you spending on? And they're like, all oh, these kids and their Pac-Man tables, you know, it's $47 to get, but there's a monthly premium kids in there. They're just, well, they, they get in the door, they get their foot in the door and then Pac-Man takes over. And uh, that's why we, we're struggling. You know, that we, we spent most of our, our income this year on Pac-Man tables. So here we have the next family, the Tran family uh, from Mountain View, California. So that is close to the Bay where Google and all that stuff is. And, and Brittany is a lawyer and a YouTube vlogger and Hoy is a marketing manager. Uh -huh. And they just had their first kid all, all bullshit and invested in a compostable diaper service to avoid landfill waste. Okay. Um, Not, I mean, that's cool. of, I do like, I mean, you know, it's hateable, but it is also neat that like the San Francisco Bay area, they will truly do guinea pig shit on you like you yeah. there you can sign up for an app that will do anything for you someone will take a shot at it if they can make money well this is where it gets wild brett the tran family spent eleven thousand two hundred and sixty nine dollars on what month. uh okay rent eleven thousand dollars a month <laughs> last month they spent 11 oh. grand yeah that makes sense <laughs> 
No, that makes sense. In uh, in in San Francisco, there you, there's not enough money to be able to afford to be comfortable there. No, there's definitely not. Who knows what they're making? I mean, I'm. I, I mean, on a million. I mean, you, their mortgage has got to be four, five, six thousand dollars. True. 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 Their rent is two thousand two hundred and seventy dollars a month. Crazy. Cool. Wow. You could get a fucking whole block in Ohio for that. And then in there, it says they have mortgages that are 1,714 a month. So, so I'm not other really properties. Sure. They're investing in other properties. Yes. The next thing is utilities, 229, 401k contributions, la da 971. Okay. Uh, law school loans are 1,900. So nothing's out of the realm. The car payment, 694 is a lot. But you know, their grocery bill is less than the last people. It's five twenty one a month. Okay. That's reasonable for two people. Yeah. And a kid, a baby. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're balling. That's some, that's a cost cutter there. That's a good chopper. Yeah. And then they did 12 set 1,275 to donations, which I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, you just did that this month because people were paying attention. <laughs> But uh, where's the restaurants at? I got to find restaurants. No, I mean, if you had $11,000, you would have to peel off 1,000 of that. Like, you would just be like, 10,000 is enough. I have to give away 1,000 of this. I would go bonker. If I, if I lived in a world where I could spend $11,000 in a month, I would be the happiest person in the world. I think I've decided that that's when I will be the happiest person in the world. When I spend $11,000... That's not, we were talking about sharing it with people. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be generous at all? Yeah. I would give all of it away. Probably. I mean, I'd spend like, I'd spend, you know, 200 bucks a month on scratch offs. And then, uh, I would give those out to people and then maybe also just hand out money. I would, I would donate money if I had enough to spend 11,000 a month. Uh, the Campbell family spent $5,705 and they're in Canadaga, New York. And she works as a medical secretary for ve- veterans and she does Instacart for Wegmans. And uh, God, that sucks, man. Ugh. How much do they spend in a month? $5,705. Wow. $300 of it is debt settlement. And a hundred dollars of it is credit cards. It's just a, it, it, you know, this is like more, this is basically my bill, except for my cell phone bills, $330 instead of 85. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, she's got that real stark number there too. That says subscriptions that I don't ever want to even think about what I pay for subscriptions. They add up. Yeah, so that is some people's budgets. I, there's more of them. You can find it on the New York oh. Times Magazine. Uh, they didn't even get any work. They didn't even get to me. Like that. I'm like I am. Uh, I feel like very privileged and overpaid. And uh, they still didn't even get to my level of spending per month. <laughs> like where like uh, I feel left out. You're getting close with the Chavez Padilla family. They spent four thousand eight hundred and fifteen. Uh, they're getting close to you. I sure. think like that's as close as I think they got to. Yeah. That's as close as anybody got to here. Most of them, most of them are, you know, 5,000 to New York 10, city. 
So yeah. Um, no money, no problems. Here's, so. what, here's what we got next. Conservatives have. Oh, I might not be able to do this, Brett. Uh, never mind. We're, we won't do that. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can play audio and the listeners can hear it. You know, I don't know if I can. So yeah, I'm not sure how that goes. Yeah, we don't know. Let's look at this new cannabis. Try. Okay. Uh, ask chat. Chat. Let us know if you hear this. Yeah. American Airlines rated the worst. Losing. Did they hear it? Rated the worst. Yeah. Did the listeners hear it? Not that I see so in far. Chat? In the chickity 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 chat, Daddy. they did hear it. They heard it. They heard him say rated the worst. They All did. right, then we're going to do this. This is going to be fun. Uh, so conservatives stumbled upon something this week that I you thought. Turn we, it up. I I will turn it up then. Uh, conservatives stumbled on something this week that I found to be pretty interesting. Um, they discovered woke capitalism, Brett, and they're making commercials to come out against woke capitalism. And the reason I thought this was interesting is because they, they're, they're making the same critiques that people like us make <laughs> exactly the same. So, um, a conservative group called a conservative group is launching an advertising campaign Tuesday designed to push back against what it sees as woke capitalism, spending more than $1 million on ads targeting the CEOs of Coca-Cola, American Airlines, and Nike. The ads are sharply critical of the CEOs on a range of issues ranging from childhood obesity to allegations of forced labor in China. So, and uh, organizers say the campaign, which is being mounted by conservative group Consumers Research, is designed to change the thinking in corporate boards around the econ economic and political cost of getting involved in flashpoint issue issues such as voting rights. Now, Brett, I'm going to play you one of these commercials because it's, it's it just let's hear it because they're right in this commercial and you're just sitting here like, you're right, but for all the wrong reasons. So here we go. American Airlines rated the worst, losing the most bags, shrinking. I like that, that petty move. They're losing the most bags. <laughs> all that matters to most of us. <laughs> that is true, I think. Legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs? Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. <laughs> I like that it says serve your customers, not woke politicians. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I none mean, of these people. Go ahead. I mean, the, the disconnect really is that like um, we can all identify like the problems or how fucking hypocritical these people are. It's just that these right wingers insist that it's like, uh, you know, and maybe I don't know how we spin this or make it available to us, but it's like 
you know, we should tell the Democrats, like, you're fucking racist. And like the Republicans know you're racist and they just want you to be racist. They want you to stop pretending that you're not going to do the most racist thing that you can do um, simply because like you can come out with rainbow colored solutions to any of your problems, pink washing and all of that. Um, is definitely happening. Um, but th- for them, it just means that we should return to like misogyny and hatred and homophobia and racism. As, as also, really, that's what they're presenting. They're also not truly concerned about what American Airlines like is doing with the layoffs or with like the pandemic and stuff. This is such a disingenuous argument from them where it really is just them being mad because of, of wokeness. They're just mad about this thing and it doesn't even really matter. Does it fucking matter at all that American airlines came out against that Georgia voting bill? I mean, no. did it change anything? No, I mean, but they, they want, they want the world to be more traditional I mean, it is slipping. I mean, they are losing. They are winning and they're in control and they are in charge of everything and they'll go after Roe v. Wade. Um, but like cosmetically, the mass, eh, them, everything is slipping. You know, people want to be hip and cool and with it. And uh, we are very much a regressive, awful conservative society. And uh, yeah, I think it's unfair to treat those people bad because like we – we are wholly concerned with conservative opinions and ideas. It's it what makes it's what keeps us going. Like you, you can't do anything at, from a democratic point of view or from the left in governance and Congress and the big the big thing and and there without like understanding the concerns of dumbass regressive stupid motherfuckers that don't give a shit about anything except for their uh their their intention to please their own ego. You know, their comfort, also their comfort. They, they just are, are very, very much like they just don't ever want to be uncomfortable. They don't yeah, I, I like things like this. They said I had, pronouns. Yeah, exactly. All, yeah, they, all of a sudden I have to go, I have to respect this young, this young non-binary person at the coffee shop. It pisses me off. I'm going to throw a tantrum about it. You know, I want to be yeah. mean and, re, you know, I want to be mean about it instead. So here's the next one, Brett. This one is also a classic for me. He'll, he'll give you some stuff. Nike is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious damn. minorities were ripped. Yeah. We knew. I mean, Everybody done like, been knowing that for goddamn ever. I know, but they're using, they're using it for their own cynical ends. Because they don't fuck care conservatives don't care about that they never do i've had conservatives make the argument that if we didn't buy nikes then those people wouldn't have even they would have even less than they have now which is bullshit that's not true at all from their families sterilized sold to factories nike made shoes in those same areas congress tried he said in those same areas, by the way, he doesn't, he just said like, there's these forced labor camps and Nike made shoes in the same areas. Right. Yeah. It would be the and, same. It would be like, yeah, there was, we found an illegal work camp in Chicago. And then we also found this production facility in Chicago. Pretty weird, huh? Yes. 
tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe. Nike, stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. <laughs> Damn. So okay. it's funny because they actually get the commercials might have, I, they might not have the desired effect for them. It just feels like they're hipping people to how bad uh, companies are, how bad corporations it, are here. I mean, to me, it just feels like a matter of uh, supplying gotchas. I think yeah. that it's just a way to like, if you're fighting at Thanksgiving, you can just say something about this. Yeah. Okay. This next one, Brett has the most disingenuous of the uh, claims here but from a conservative point of view. This would be the most disingenuous one. Coca-Cola is getting political, attacking Georgia's popular voting law. Why? To distract from years of dismal sales. <laughs> that was very Trump right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Folks, it's years dismal. of dismal sales. <laughs> we hate to say it. We don't yeah. want to. We loved them, but they can't cut the mustard. We hate to see it. Not Coca-Cola, the company that everybody knows and loves, an oh. American institution. They invented the polar bear and Santa Claus. Oh, it's sad. They're you hate dismal. to see it. <laughs> terrible. I grew, I grew up on the stuff I had in my baby bottle. Not anymore. I mean, he loves Diet Coke, though. He he really is a Coke everybody guy. Everybody does. Uh, Coke is not... I don't like Coke, but I like Diet Coke. I'm a Pepsi man. Uh, I've been told that's not normal. And uh, hey, I get it. Okay. I, I turned Charlotte onto Pepsi for the first time tonight. Oh, get her into, get her way into Pepsi. Don't have her live in this fucking traditional American life where you're supposed to like Coca Cola. I mean, you're not supposed to like either company, like as, as, uh, what's the word? Like you're not supposed to stand either company, like the Eminem song "Stan" or "Fan." You're not uh -huh. supposed to like love any corporations, but like if you have to pick between the two colas, and don't say RC, it's not a cola. It's it's not in the conversation, unfortunately. It's good, not in a conversation. You got to go Pepsi, and more specifically, Diet Pepsi, which Whoa. is jam. That's my drink, dude. That is, I love Diet Pepsi. A um, nice, refreshing Diet Pepsi. Yeah, I got Charlotte onto it tonight. Um, over the weekend, we went to a race, and one of her friends pulled out a Coke. And on the way home, she was like, I think I want to try Coca-Cola. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm so about that. Like, I'm the sugar man. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> anything, like, I, I, I think it's crazy you don't like pop already. I just really was trying to get you on it as a baby. Um, but we went got pizza tonight, and uh, they didn't have Coke products. It was Pepsi. And, and I was like, Pepsi's better. And she was like, which one do you like? And I, I told her, I was like, I, I mean, Pepsi is the one I prefer the most, really. So she was like, I'm going to go with the Pepsi. <laughs> I love when you're when kids are that age because you can't convince them that they want yeah. something. <laughs> well, it was a serious conversation. We literally had like a very calm and considered conversation <laughs> on like how she was going to make her decision about what <laughs> what pop she was trying first. <laughs>
<laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, let's finish this commercial. I got one more thing we can do here, but I, I want to I wanna finish this out. Reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor in China. Coca-Cola products are poisoning America's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic. They have done ever the conservatives have done, and especially like capitalist types, they have done everything possible to not let anybody make any laws or do anything about the the pop companies, which it's, I'm it's, fine with. I like pop. I'm I'm happy with it. I agree. No, it's it's fan. We can never get rid of it. And it's I'm absolutely disin- it's it's absolutely disingenuous. And it is they 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 are literally just looking for anything negative. Like they don't care anymore. They're just looking for negative talking points to make it seem like they're they're they have a a, a measured takedown. Yes. Yes. So the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms, but they get phony science from the phony. conservatives. Phony science. The conservatives are the ones talking I, about phony science. I go. I go. I I, I call call for a scientist. I need one and a phony one shows up. Wouldn't you believe it? Took me for hundred bucks. You know, I paid that guy to do science and he didn't do a goddamn lick of it. Phony scientist came up. He told me that Pepsi is healthy. Yeah. And that if you drink four of them a day, it'll make you feel real good. And now I'm all messed up health wise. Uh, sick of these phony scientists. Phony, phony baloney scientists. We should. We should market ourselves as phony scientists and see if we can get a big check from one of these companies. You know, because if you say you're a phony scientist and you're like, I'm a phony scientist, you can buy me and then maybe they'll toss us a ton of money. We'll be like the be, new men. That would be funny if <laughs> it would actually, I mean, I think all you have to do is put it in quotations. I think that if we were to send emails and apply for speaking positions at conservative conventions. And we put phony in exclamations and put phony scientists. They would be like, Oh yeah, they all think we're phony. You know, like (laughs) I think that would be endearing. I think that you'd get your foot in the door immediately. That would actually be, we should do, we should try to make a bio of ourselves uh-huh. It says that we're scientists that the mainstream media hasn't that won't listen to. And then when we get on there, we can just prank them. It'd be great. Yeah. And maybe stu- they'll pay us a bunch of money. Yeah. We studied whoopings, found out that they were great. <laughs> they were the most corrective uh, way to discipline a child. We did one of the most comprehensive whooping studies in the world, and we found that it helped. It makes you the best. That's it makes you well rounded. The kid whoopings. Okay? Hey, if you, want, if you want a man to put his to put put the toilet seat down, you got to whoop him when he's a little kid. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I have. Let's do one more thing here. Uh, or maybe two. I don't know. I don't know how long this is going to take. This is a news story I I got on on stupid uh uh on Google. I'm just going to read it. I think I I think this will sicken our listeners, which you know I like sickening our listeners. They want to. They they like it. They want to be of it. Yeah, they want to be tortured. The people in the chat are like sicking me, daddy, all the time. They want me to. And I'm like, calm down, chat. I get out of here. Yeah. Uh, I'm in. So this is how the article starts. 
I'm embarrassed about this, you know. Embarrassment coming from Ray Ross after his landlord spray painted his name and his rent debt on the roof of his apartment building in Lancaster. Wow. Sorry, he's like, yeah, I'm sorry that I owe this man that money, but he shouldn't do, do it this way, Ross told Seven Eyewitness News reporter Alan Tuohy. It's been really stressful through this pandemic, he added. Um, let's here i'll I'll get the uh, landlord story up too okay um so he spray painted the top of the building with his, the amount the guy owed so here's here's the article of of the mailman yeah uh, of the uh not the mailman the landlord i have called landlords mailmen over and over again today like i, yeah, I thought that. landlords yeah they're they're totally different uh oh my god Okay, we can't just sit back idle and let this government do what they're doing. Kevin Nowak Sr. is at, the, at his wit's end. The Lancaster property owner said some tenants have fallen behind on rent and he has no recourse because of the state's eviction moratorium. I know I can't evict him. I can't even take him to small claims court to get $3,000 for, let's say, an $11,000 claim. So he's taking matters into his own hands and exposing the tenant's debt. He spray painted the roof of one of the tenants homes with their name and what they owe. Lisa and Ray owe $11,000 in rent, MAGA. The roof reads, the roof reads. I'm not lying. I'm not calling anybody any names. I'm just saying so-and-so owns this much rent. Noack explained. What a piece of fucking shit this guy is. Yeah, I mean, um, just truly awful. He I owns mean, about Go ahead. He owns about 50 properties across Erie County. That's, that's what I was going to say. I was going to, that's what I say. And when you're in the position to have 50 homes, I was going to just going to say more than one. I, I think that like, um, I, I want to own a home because I don't want to have a fucking landlord and I don't want to share walls with people. But once you have more than one, like that's unacceptable. There's no reason to have more than one. You're only one person. Why would you ever need more than one place to live? And this person uh, has so much abundance and has taken upon themselves to use it to be cruel. And he's acting like he's acting. I, I'm sure the government, the landlords can get their money back during yeah. the eviction moratorium. I doubt very seriously that the government is just like, nope, you just can't do anything about it and you don't get any money. Right. There's credits available. They have all the protections in the world. We talked about it on the call-in show this week with Rhino, where they were like, hey, we've got these motherfucking moocher-ass people that don't have enough power in this world and can't get a lawyer. Let's make some extra money off of them. You know, like that that's the deal. Yeah, this this made me especially sick. Even I, I mean, obviously a lot of landlords are MAGA people. That is probably you gotta think. 90% of them at the very least. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of Dems, but uh, yeah, there is. Yeah. But this guy is a piece of shit for and writing MAGA on, on the person you're renting from's roof is just terrible. I, they, he knows they're going to cut the, the eviction moratorium probably sooner than later. So he could just like, put up with it for a few more months although i'm sure he's getting paid he wants to double that pay i'm sure the government has given him some kind of money for the people that 
for money he's losing, but he would like to get the money for the money the tenants aren't paying and then also kick the tenants out. Yep. And and get another person in there renting from him. That's what he wants. Yeah, for uh, sure. So the tenant said he was laid off from his job in September and he's been caring for his diabetic sister who recently had to have both legs amputated. I was taking care of my sister and me, all the bills, they all piled up so quickly. Ross said he is collecting unemployment, but it's less than what he was making working at a nearby restaurant. Why didn't they pay rent all these months? Uh, Ross uh, to he said why didn't you pay rent all these months and Ross said I did I did give him money why didn't you pay rent in full all these months I didn't have the full amount of money so he was even giving the landlord money he was he was trying it wasn't like this guy was a piece of garbage that like which I don't even think don't take that like I think people that don't pay their rent's a piece of garbage. But it wasn't like this guy was like having the time of his life, you know, going out for night on a town, buying an AOC style Tesla. Uh -huh. None of that kind of stuff. All he he was giving the person money. And I feel like if you're if you're even trying to pay, it's so cruel to climb up on the roof and write write that on on the roof of somebody's house i mean it this guy should really you know this feels like intimidation if it, it it feels like it should be illegal is what i'm trying to say i don't i i don't you know i don't think people should go to jail or whatever but this landlord should probably go to jail or just have a fine because this is really intimidating to somebody when you climb up on their roof and and you know obviously this landlord thinks it's his roof which it is he owns it but he goes up there and and tries to intimidate this guy into getting eleven thousand dollars what the fuck eleven thousand yeah, I mean, dollars yeah i mean it's uh it's just it's one of these bizarre things where it's even similar to like the the real sex stuff we're doing with Hito O'Brien, uh, where you you have an idea of like, well, this could just be like a, a really fun, cool thing, and then somebody takes it way too fucking far and ruins times for everybody, and they're all the wrong people are involved, and the whole thing is like a clusterfuck. Right, right. Uh, I, what ahead. a fucking piece of shit so fuck that landlord is what i'm trying to say yeah all the I landlords wonder if really this guy has it. yeah every single one of them they're evil i mean they're next level evil landlords are and they've and having a bad like, opinion about them doesn't do shit i mean they're still making money and they they have a great investment so but it doesn't you can still tell them that like they're despicable <laughs> like fuck it they should deal with some sort of <laughs> scrutiny or disruption you just want them it, there has to be some way to make them not evil. I get guess. rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. Get rid of them. Actually, uh, housing as a human right sort of thing. Some fucking jackass that like scammed their way into a couple hundred thousand dollars should not be in charge of other, another person's life. Yeah. So uh, last thing we're going to do here tonight is Denver or Colorado is uh setting is making some new weed laws and i thought we'd talk about the reasoning for it and stuff here because you know interesting
Sure. Colorado leaders want to make it harder to get high potency marijuana concentrates, but if you, uh, uh, oh. but a new bill advanced Tuesday stopped short of imposing THC caps. Uh, and this is Axios. So this is uh, backed by Colorado Attorney General Phil Weiser. Phil Weiser. Is he related <laughs> to Budweiser? Is that like what's going on here? <laughs> Toss me a Phil Weiser. <laughs> he probably goes off on it. He, he comes home and he's like, honey, <laughs> give me a Phil Weiser. Man, I would love to change my last name to Weiser and just travel with like a case of beers and just fucking football throw them, quarterback them to, hey, here's a Brett Weiser. Foo, 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 foo. <laughs> Get everybody up. <laughs> Brett Weiser's. It would be nice if you could. Here's the thing. It would be nice if you could walk around with a cooler of beer and just give it away. Like the fact that that's illegal is sickening to me unacceptable get busted for that but i think i i i think that you should be able to give beer away for free number yeah. one which it's illegal for the stores the stores can't be like we're having a beer contest and you get all this beer for free that's against the fucking law it's unbelievable that that's against the law i can't yeah. even imagine you can't have a contest where you build a pyramid out of cases of beer and then every a bunch of people win a drawing and then they put their hands on that pyramid of cases of beer and they whoever keeps their hand on the beer the longest gets a lifetime supply of free beer you're not allowed to do that contest no that instead is, they give away the foldable bicycles instead <laughs> yeah yeah fishing poles and stuff like that they can't do free beer because that's what everybody wants it's the same thing with the weed stores it's illegal for the weed stores to give me free samples which seems so unfair i should right. be able to go in there and they should have a trader joe style person walking around with a with like a plate of gummies on it and yeah. you should be able to try the goddamn gummies out i don't see why you're not allowed to take a fucking dab that was one of the most revolutionary things I ever saw was when we were in San Francisco and we were, we went to a weed dispensary cause it was our first West coast tour. And we went to six weed dispensaries in every city. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> yeah. We, we pretty much went to all of them and uh, we got there and they fucking were, you were allowed to just take a dab and, and hang out until you got your bearings in there. And Brett did it. And it was, it was like, I felt like at that moment, I didn't do it because I can't get that kind of euphoria and then walk around town and be normal for the rest of the day. But I felt like a profound sense of freedom when I watched you do that and then we sat down for a minute and just relaxed. There was just like, it felt like real liberty for a minute. Yeah, it was burning bright. It was, it was. And I think also, I mean, more the more interesting thing to me at this point is uh, like the high THC stuff, like we talked about with uh, Rokea on uh, Delete Your Account. Um, if you have an appetite for that, like you can go for the most hardcore shit in the world, 
but people quickly realize when that like takes them off the rails or is unacceptable. Most of the, I feel like most of the the new markets and and weed over the last few years has been like the Delta Eight shit and CBD and milder strains uh, and mid shit and like things that don't like blast you off to space. Exactly. I think there should be stuff for people like you who want to blast off the space. I think there's nothing wrong. Nobody's ever died from weed. It's perfectly fine. So if Brett wants to blast off the space, if Brett wants to do the one gram dab challenge, that should fucking be available to him. And if I want to just do THC, I mean, high CBD ratio gummies, I should be able to do that. I, I don't get lit up anymore, really. I just eat a night. I eat 10 milligrams of five to one. Actually, I'm a little higher right now. I'm doing like a higher amount of THC lately, but uh, I, I'm doing THC and CBN, actually, a, a CBN THC mixture to go to bed. And I got to say, this might be psychosomatic. That CBN helps you sleep. I am sleeping like better than i have in a very long time off that stuff yeah i mean um, that's um that's a lot of that stuff is in the reclaim from dabs and i've hit the reclaim from dabs and it always makes me take a nap <laughs> yeah yeah god i can't believe I, I i've done a dab once i think and really i no i don't want to do it anymore remember i wasn't trying to make you no i'm saying the last time i got super duper high brett you were there uh, it was right when you moved back to Ohio and you wanted me to introduce you to my weed guy. So I oh, took yeah. you over there to meet my weed guy <laughs> and he had a volcano. Yep. And that's the last time I got super high because I flipped out that night and was just like, I don't know if I can do this. I might have to quit weed altogether after that night because I just remember being off in another stratosphere. <laughs> That motherfucker was swinging that like tomahawk thing around. He was. He had, he was. He had some tomahawk shaped pipe, the worst, like cheapest smoke shop that trinket you can imagine. Uh, but we all sucked off that volcano. And then he was just standing there swinging it like he was fucking Johnny Carson or something. He was just swinging a, a cheaply made axe around. And I'm like, man, that fucking head of that thing is going to fly off at any goddamn moment. <laughs> exactly it just flipped me out so that's the last time i got super stoned is then lately wow i i mean i still get high every day i sure. just don't shoot for the fucking moon anymore because i don't know i had a, f a couple of really wild experiences and it just broke my brain and i can't go fucking nuts anymore yeah well you gotta do what you gotta do so uh, what's happened? The legislation aims to make it harder for medical marijuana, which enjoys fewer regulations, to get passed to others by A, requiring a doctor to take more steps to authorize a medical marijuana card, particularly for those aged 18 to 20, creating a medical marijuana purchase tracking system to prevent looping in which patients can visit multiple stores to exceed the number per purchase cap, and limiting most single-day purchases to 8 grams instead of the current 40 grams. Uh, so those are the rules that they're making. Uh, other oh, rules... Wait, what was that again? 
Okay. Uh, okay. You, it'll require a doctor to take more steps to authorize a, a card, particularly for those 18 to 20. You'll create a medical marijuana purchase tracking system to prevent <sighs> looping in which patients can visit multiple stores to exceed the per, per purchase cap. And okay. it'll be limiting most single day purchases to eight grams instead of the current 40 grams. Yeah, but I need 40 today. I need I don't need 40 today, but I need 28. I probably need 28 today. <laughs> yeah, I have to buy a 38. This will also require I'm going on vacation. What if I'm going on fucking vacation? Eight fucking grams, dude. For that, vacation. That was, what kind of piss poor vacation do you have if you show up with eight grams? <laughs> it's like, all right, you got the first night covered, I guess. <laughs> We're not, yeah, I mean, you can. We're going on tour, Brett. Go get your eight grams, buddy. We'll, we'll just do that. Make it last for fourteen days. Sitting there with my one hitter. Yeah, you, you would have to go back to the cigarette painted one hitter dugout. You yeah. would have to go back to that. There's no way you could last. God, how long's it been since you've hit one of those? A one hitter? Yeah, it's been a. I mean, I think I tossed it with the the. I cleaned I cleaned out my um Schmishmall box and I don't believe that made it through. I don't think I have one anymore. I got rid of all my bongs and one hitters. I used to have this really fly one that was like a green tube with an eight ball in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. But I got a guy talked me into getting rid of all my metal pieces. Because yeah, you get lockjaw. It gives you lockjaw or some shit. So I got rid of those and then just, I quit smoking it, period. I don't smoke weed anymore. I will vape sometimes. And then I, I just eat edibles now. I'm a real like soccer mom weed guy now. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally just like a suburban ass housewife about it. I am. I am. Your house hubby. Uh, yeah. And it says, uh, uh, a, a two, so there, here's the thing. They are trying to keep them out of teenagers' hands, apparently, because they think that what? they think that teens are getting their hands on them. Yeah, they have so, been for for the whole time. I mean, they've constantly had weed. Teens, uh, if the ones that want it get it, it's readily available. You're not doing like you're not doing anything to stop that. Like, how no. about you sell it to us that are going on vacation and we need more than eight grams? <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sakes, it's it's coffee. Like, it's not even that crazy. I mean, drunk drivers will kill a whole fucking family on accident. And weed people will drive 45 on the freeway. You know, like, I don't, it's it's not the same at all. It's It's so pedestrian. It's not even drugs. It's silly when people brag about doing weed because you're not doing shit to me. Like, yeah. you're not even, you. It, it's like talking about doing like cigarettes or something. It's like, I, I don't, I, it's, there's nothing about it is, you know, I, I guess maybe when you're young and experimenting and when you, when you try or when it comes on, it is very intense. But for this point in my life, I mean, for, for God's sakes, why can't I have as much of it that I want? Yeah, you should. I, I agree with that too. And I oh, remember up, whoever the said only driving 45 on the freeway is not safe. Shut the fuck up. Oh, uh, it's safe enough, though, if you're driving the right. Oh, every I'm fucking safer than every motherfucking person in here, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, stop. Who cares? <laughs> go, 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 be the police. Somebody somewhere else. Go be the police somewhere else. We don't need you. 
Oh, Brett's mad. Okay. I don't like everybody that's like, oh, you can't tell people that it's cool to smoke weed and drive. It is like it's I do. I've done it for 15 fucking years constantly (laughs) with children and babies in the car. And and I I've haven't I have nothing I regret about it. I I would uh, agree with that. I I I drive high all the time. So I I guess come and arrest me for it, I guess. Uh, But yeah, I think. uh, you know, they found that Colorado high school students uh, 10% dabbed at least once in the last 30 days compared to 7% in 2017. But again, what we're saying is you will never in your life stop teenagers from getting high. There's yeah. a certain amount of teenagers that are highly motivated to get stoned, and that's what they're going to do. And there's nothing we can do to stop them there. I'm sorry to say that to people who are parents that are really worried about their kids well-being and think weed's going to fuck them up. But everybody I grew up with and my friends that are, I I guess like everybody I'm around now smoked weed when they were teenagers and they're all relatively pretty successful people. And we all did it. Every one of our friends that we hang out with smoked weed as teens. And it's just fucking wild that they've convinced themselves that that's going to be the downfall of the world. Like I've said this before. I don't really want my kid to, to get high, but I also don't want her to drink. And I, I just kind of want to wait until she's old enough or older so that there's no risk in it. You know, once they're 18, there stops being risk in it. You know, you can't get the kid taken away. And that's sort of what I've thought about. I don't care how my kid lives their life. Like I I'm trading in time now. Like I, I, I would rather live to 60 and have a fun and do fun stuff than live to 80 and never like smoke cigarettes. Like that seems stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, that math doesn't work for me. I'll say this. Uh, um, I have been kind of curious about why my kid hasn't expressed interest in it to me when she knows she's not going to get in trouble and that we might even let her do it. Uh, I just don't think she, I, it's weird. I just wonder why she's not interested in the same way that as soon as I had the opportunity, I was like, yes, give it to me. Thank you. But you might be right. It's just that her childhood isn't as shitty as mine was. Yeah. She has so, nothing to act out against. There's nothing, there's nothing to push you into, into that, you know? Exactly. Uh, but also at the same time, you know, like you said, the, the problem is, is that the, all the weed smokers I know are PTA moms. Like they're the most high functioning moms that do all of the activities and that show up for all the events and their kids have the best trifold board at science fair. You know, like the, 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 the -hmm. people, like it's the reality of it is it's stupid. Um, and it's also Ohio is just so fucking frustrating in the way that they just want to, they want to charge people $40 for 2.8 grams of weed and they're stealing, they're fucking stealing because it doesn't cost that much to grow weed. It costs that much to grow weed when somebody's going to go to jail for it. And uh, when you have to hide all the electricity use, but if it's made out in the open, like it should be as much as a goddamn prescription, it should be $10 a month. You should give me all the weed I want for $10 a motherfucking month. Damn. Now that's a law I can get behind. Well, 
that is the show for this week. You know, get on that Patreon, listen to Heat O'Brien Unleashed. Again, we basically have a run of three of people's favorite uh, Patreon mini series coming up. We got a Holy Boys, we got uh, Butt Fest 2000, and a Shocktober coming in June. Wow. Uh, so that's exciting. That's a good lineup. We just recorded the Butt Fest episode last night, me and Alexander. And a uh, lot of Sully's podcast material, and I'll say it on Street Fight too. I, if you are like me and your brain is just mush and you really like bad shit, I mean, if you like stuff that sucks a lot the way I do, the way I'm passionate about it, mm-hmm. I'm passionate about things that suck. You got to listen to Sully Erna's hometown sessions, his, his podcast, his YouTube show. Uh, it is, and I have listened to a lot of shitty podcasts, a lot of stuff that's just shoddily put together, just shitty. This is the worst podcast I've ever heard in my life. It's just on a level. This guy is not an interesting person at all. It, you would think that Sully Erna from Godsmack would be an interesting guy because he's done so much shit. He's in one of the biggest fucking bands in the world. Yeah. Not an interesting guy at all. But I mean, that also in a way pushes hit them to a point of popularity where most people are not interesting. Most people are dullards and thick headed. And that means that these folks rise to the top because they're just open and honest about how unassuming and uninteresting and, and like straightforward they are. Yeah. He's just a really, there's a really great clip that we played of him. Uh, he listens. There's this metal band that does Mongolian throat singing and uh, it, they're, they're from China and uh, incredible, Brett. It, uh, you should really listen to it because it is wild sounding. It's like no metal I've ever heard in my life. But uh, he plays a clip of that and then basically like just tries to make fun of it, but in a really shitty way, like where he's like, oh, what kind of voice is that? And it's like, this is incredible. What kind of voice do you use, Sully? <laughs> Right. I got to play you this throat singing. I'm going to send you some of that. It's crazy sound. Oh, I like I, Mongo- I Mongolian throat singing. Yeah, but it's a metal band. Oh, they're good. I love them. Sacred. What are they called? Nine Rings, right? I, I believe so. Yeah. Nine Rings is really good. Yeah. He fucking was, uh, he, he was mean to Wait, them. I was very is- pissed about it. It's not Nine Rings. Hold on. I'll find it. They did a song with uh they did a song with Jacoby Shaddix from That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> the Who. H U. Oh, okay. Wolf Totem is one of their songs. Here, I'll play like a second. Well, no, we can't play it, actually. We're not allowed to play that because they're signed. But uh I I recommend checking out the Who, the H H U. 
it is a wild it sounds crazy and the guy's playing the bass with a bow it was one of yep. the coolest things i've seen and uh sully just did not get it but he wasn't even like really giving it a chance it's very funny to listen to him flail but uh well, he just knows he's supposed to be disrupted by it because it's foreign or something yeah, i mean say- that guy needs to have his fucking head bashed in <laughs> No, yeah, there's just no up. saving people like that. I mean, you have to realize that like some people are so dim. They're just like fucking dogs. Like they're just so stupid. I, I mean, I'm even thinking about it with like the COVID thing and where we're at now in the way that like we made it through this whole thing. And then you, but at the same time, a part of living life, it doesn't matter what you think or believe or care about. We will never come to a consensus. There's never going to be consensus that happens in America. Some places they decided that like they they a mask is a good idea and that we can all get together and do things. But here, just the idea of everyone agreeing makes about 40% of the population mad and makes them not want to agree. <laughs> You're right. You're totally right. <laughs> if we did a referendum on agreeing, yep, people would be pissed. Hell no, I don't agree. Can't we all agree? Now, hell no, we can't agree on that. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to agree. It sucks. It feels wrong. It feels everybody's wrong. everybody's doing these things together is like cooperation and getting along. It don't seem right to me. No, no, no. <laughs> Somebody's the right one is out there in the fields calling them all stupid and trying to make them feel bad. That's who the real prophet is. Exactly. Well, that's the show. Uh, get on our Patreon is what I'm saying. Well, that's Street Fight Radio, and it's a podcast. Do the normal stuff. Uh, I don't know how to. How do we stop these shows? Is Jason listening? I think he is. On you. Yay! Okay. All right, guys, shut it down. Acting different, yeah. Funny how I finally flipped the script on ya. Yeah. When you the one who's double dipping, yeah. You so sloppy, how I caught you slipping up. Uh. You're off the lease, run me my keys. No more popping up the idiot. Yeah. I ain't even got the miles to trip on ya. Yeah. No phone, who is this? Brand new, like the whip. Rack it up, no assist. Maybe bitch, I ain't average. Wake up, beat a zip. Hennessy, take a sip. Look at my jeans, I'm too thick. I ain't got no home for extra baggage. Don't forget to come and pick up your feelings. Don't leave no pieces. You need to hurry and pick up your feelings. While I'm up cleaning, boy, please. I don't need it. Memories, all the shit. Keep it oh, Don't forget to come and pick up your ooh, feelings Don't leave no pieces oh, I'm trying to find a fuck to give for ya You ran out of chances of forgiving ya Yeah, listen, I'm listening Just for you to go and break my heart again I learned my lesson last time And I ain't coming no. This is what you had now And I bet you I better, don't I? New phone Don't exist, either I call that
Don't forget to come and pick up your Don't leave no peace ahead. You need to hurry and pick up your Pick up your feelings While I'm a plane uh, Boy, please I don't need a But you had your fun, but I had enough. Now I'm really done. I deserve so much more than you gave to me. So now I'm saving me, and I made a piece. So you can run them streets. But don't forget to come and pick up your Thank you.